Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Many of you, I think, are like me. Maybe you don't enjoy reading. You're not a reader. I have many books on my bookshelf that I've never read. So when we wrote Journey of the Soul, we made it a key priority to put really helpful reference charts and call-out quotes and usable features in the book so that if you're not a reader, you will still want this book for the access of the tools and the tips and the trail markers because we put a lot of effort into making it usable even if you don't have time to sit and read it cover to cover. And those of you that do have time to do that, we have a whole bookshelf of books on stages of growth emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And we've distilled it all down in a simple, concise form in this book, Journey of the Soul. So we pray it's a blessing to you as it's been to us. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hey friends, thanks so much for following Jesus with us on Soul Talks. We are really blessed to have you in our Soul Shepherding community where we talk about feelings and faith in this life of discipleship to Jesus. And uh, gosh, this is a fun ride for us, Christy, with the release of Journey of the Soul. And we are so thankful for each of you who have ordered a copy, who are in this discussion with us, who are wanting to learn this model on the stages of faith and emotional and spiritual growth so that you can be more helpful to the people in your life, the people that you minister to, that you lead, that you work with, the people in your small group, your friends, uh, because we want all of us to follow Jesus with uh, uh, health and wholeness and joy and fruitfulness. And so Journey of the Soul is, is unpacking that. Today, we are approaching, if you're listening to uh, this podcast uh, shortly after it's released, we're approaching Valentine's Day, and some of us are, are married or in a significant relationship where we are celebrating that, that love, and so we want to uh, lean into a topic that we talk about in different ways. It comes up uh, a lot uh, in Soul Shepherding, but it's balancing ma- marriage and work. And uh, that very much relates to our story, Christy, particularly the story behind Journey of the Soul. A few weeks ago, many of you heard us talk about that as uh, Christy interviewed me uh, at the start of the new year. Then I interviewed her and we just gave you a behind the scenes look at what was it really like for us as co-authors of this book. And uh, so today we're sort of coming back to that from the standpoint of just really focusing in more on our marriage. Uh, in the blog this week, uh, I think you know that each uh, day that we release a podcast, normally on Tuesday, we, we share on a blog and it relates to the topic, usually gets into some more practical stuff. And uh, this week's blog is on changing demands into wants or uh, changing expectations into communicated desires. That's a really uh, big deal in relationship. And so it's a tool that we've been using uh, in our marriage for many years and also in uh, marriage counseling. And so we, we recommend you check that out. And uh, we're going to illustrate some of that in some of the things that we share uh, and just sort of what it was like for us with writing. It was uh, a challenge for our marriage. Well, work integrating work and marriage is a challenge for everybody. I mean, we hear this a lot from people we, we meet with, that we mentor, that we journey with. 
oftentimes women will talk to me about their complaints about their husband's work and about how their job is really costing them or really causing a lot of conflict between them and their marriage. And certainly we've had much of our conflict has been around work and around how work is impacting our relationship. So it's big. And men talk to me complaining about their wives' work. And so it's, you know, we got a lot of uh, dual career uh, marriages and, and families. And uh, it's many blessings that go with our work uh, and ministry. But it also can intrude in upon our marriage and our family. Uh, there's a lot of stress there. And yet both are ordained by God. God really blesses and really calls us to both. He values both. Both are things that we're called to do with him in his kingdom for his glory. Yeah, work is a big deal. It's not just like a job you do to get paid. Work is a service. Work is uh, acts of love for other people. Work is bringing your, your skills, your training, your heart to help people in some way. And so work is one of the main activities of God's kingdom. And that we, we want to be devoting that to the Lord. If our, if our discipleship to Jesus doesn't impact our work, then uh, it's not much of a discipleship. And it's the same thing for marriage. That's true as well, because in our marriage, it's a laboratory of love. It's a place for us to learn to grow in loving one another. There's great value and importance God gives us in that. And it's not good that we should be alone. He calls us to follow him together. And he knows we, we need each other. We need an, an intimacy, a safe place, somebody who can share our, our history, somebody who can pray for us. That, that's all a great gift and a blessing in marriage. And it's also, both with marriage and with work, there's give and take. There's a lot that we receive in our work We receive that we need, right? We need an income and we need challenges and opportunities and, and social interactions and all kinds of things that, that work give us, um, maybe benefits or, you know, there's, there's lots of things that works give us meaning. And there's things that marriage gives us, you know, in terms of intimacy and in terms of, you know, a, a family connection, a place of belonging. There's, there's things we receive in both these things. A, a marriage hopefully is a place where you're experiencing and receiving love but both have great costs, too. A lot that they demand from us or that um, we, we give to them. A lot of sacrifices of love are called out of us in both. So, Christy, what was the hardest thing for you in, in writing our book uh, as, as a wife, uh, as it relates to our marriage? So with the, the stress of uh, writing together, putting out Journey of the Soul, uh, what's that been like for you in our marriage? Well, there's been several costs that have been high. One is just sacrificing my own selfish desires for your time and energy and presence for you to give it in love and service to Jesus and his people in writing. Uh, that just takes a lot of time. And the, the reading that you do on this and the rewriting that you do and then when you're not writing, still being caught up in your head with the ideation process or the thinking through things. Even I remember Bill being on the floor on a foam roller because I was in pain. Um, 
and you coming down and we had read lots and lots of books of different models of spiritual and psychological development. It was an area because we were developing our Institute week on spiritual and psychological development and we were writing the curriculum for that. And so we had been studying that and reading all this book and we had been revisiting some of this from our early education when we were getting our doctorates in psychology on the psychological developmental stages and all the different models of that cognitive development and psychosocial development and emotional development and physical development and all the different pieces and then the spiritual development pieces and reading all that and and you came to me and you were passionate I was like I want to integrate all of this into one easy to understand acronym that will help people to to memorize it and carry it with them and use it because this stuff is so complicated and yet it's so helpful. And I remember just, you know, you going on for hours and weeks and, and over a month of just constantly trying, what do you think about this? Is, you know, what do you think about this? Well, what do, we, what do we call this stage this? Or what do we call that stage that? And I remember just getting exhausted <laughs> of your ideation and your working on it and just thinking, you know, these models are great. We don't need to, we don't need to come up with our own model. We can just use the models that there are. We don't need to have some, you know, you're working so hard on this. It's, it's hard enough just to be developing this curriculum and teaching what already exists. Why do we need to have, you know, this new special one that's, you know, simple and easy to, to understand. We, we can teach it as it is. We've learned it as it is and use it as it is. So, and I just was exhausted by it. And you just kept working on it and working on it. We're at dinner, over dinner, or was there a conversation all the time, or lunch, or breakfast, or getting ready for bed. What about this? What if we did the, the, this way? And I remember just thinking, oh, let it go. I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> but the reality, and I'm like, you know, I want to talk about us. I want to know how you're feeling. What's going on in your head? What do you think about this? What do you, you know, I read this. I want to share with you about it. I want to hear your heart about it. Can we pray together? Like, I, there's all these things, all these connections. I'm so thankful when you, sh- when you interrupt the <laughs> the uh, ideation and the work <laughs> to bring in the, the feelings and the relational and the prayer. Yeah, but the reality is I'm I'm really grateful that you worked so hard on that because this is what we talk about, what we write about in Journey to Soul, and it is a model that has been incredibly helpful for us. And so often I'm like just going through life and I'm like, oh, they're in the age stage. That's why they're doing that. And it's like, gives me empathy for them. And it gives me an access point to be able to love them better. And you're coming up with a simple Christ stage model has been huge for me, for my ministry use, for me personally, for my relationships and loving people better. And, and, and so it's been worth the sacrifice. And I would say that's true for Journey of the Soul. But at the time that I'm making the sacrifice... It's really hard at the times that I'm exhausted and I'm waiting for hours for you to come to bed because you're writing or the times that dinner is cold that I've worked hard at and has been ruined because I called you down for dinner and you were in the middle of writing and you couldn't lose your flow. And so I had to wait an hour for you to come and join me or the times I've eaten meals alone because I was just too hungry and I just couldn't wait any longer. And uh, the number of meals we've missed together or special times, um, fun times, dreams that I've had of things I wanted to do with you that we've sacrificed. Um, there's been many of those that have cost, been high cost for me with writing Journey of the Soul. But I would say it's it's helped me to know that this is a sacrifice of love for our brothers and sisters and for Jesus. It's, it's a long obedience for me. A lot of losses. There's a, a lot of... Um... Uh, misses of uh, opportunities that you wanted for uh, connection or fun. And so there's some real sadness there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and some, uh, at times, feeling of resentment around the, the cost, the, the price that you're paying, or the weight that you're carrying, or the weight that you're seeing that I'm carrying. And when that's pulling me out of um, relational presence or enjoying the moment, then you're, you, it's like this cost feels like too much. Yeah. I felt that a lot, and I've had to pray about that a lot, and count the count it all joy, <laughs> the the loss, the sacrifice, reorient to what really matters in life, what I'm really called to do with my life, and you're called to do with your life. Yeah. So, uh, part of what you're saying is that uh, the positive side of my uh, work ethic or um, uh, earnestness around ministry is that you're joining in at uh, more intentionality around your contribution mm-hmm. to soul shepherding to the kingdom of God. And you would say you're grateful for that. Yes. And I get to see the way that God uses your work in great and very fruitful ways that I'm really grateful because th- while there's this selfishness I have to wrestle with of wanting more you for me, I see the beauty of how you're loving his people. And then the other side of this is that you're uh, in the midst of your work, your work of supporting me and my work, but then your work of the contributions that you're making as a leader, as a teacher, as a minister, uh, you also advocate for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about balancing work and marriage, and you're an excellent uh, articulator and um, uh, sensitive, uh, empathetic, uh, but persistent advocate around our, our marriage and time together and quality conversation. And so while you'll join in to work with me, whether that's ideating, problem solving, uh, working on a particular project, uh, speaking to a group of people, et cetera, all these things, but you also will uh, step out of that and call me into, well, how are you feeling about this, Bill? Or let's go take a walk. Or, hey, let's go over to a Lair Cake Bakery and, and get, a, uh, get, get some, some tea and a cookie. And, uh, you know, hey, the, you know, our granddaughter's coming over tomorrow. Can you spend some time with me and enjoy her? Th- things like that. Well, when I'm my best self, I'll either be winsome like that or I'll ask for empathy. But when I'm at my worst self and I'm under a lot of, um, temptation or I'm denying my needs, then I'll complain and I'll whine. Yeah, and that's understandable. And so, you know, you're needing empathy and you're needing help. Uh, when you receive empathy, then you can take ownership of that and do what we talk about in the blog, which is instead of like putting an expectation on me or dumping uh, anger or resentment on me to ask for, you know, what you, what you need. So you're changing an expectation into a, a desire that you're communicating. You know, I would like this, or this is what I'm feeling. Can, can you support me in this? And that, that ownership and that, that vulnerability, that, that posture promotes relationship. Well, and sometimes I'll set a boundary, too. Sometimes I'll say, you know, I don't have it to give today to do that. Or I'm making pizza for dinner tonight and I don't want to eat it cold. (laughs) So, you know, this is when it's going to be ready. And, you know, I'm not willing to wait and eat it cold. Like I'll set some boundaries. And that's so important because, you know, when you set boundaries, you you who are listening, you just, you know, think about this. It makes sense. But the ability to say no 
and to uh, to speak the truth in love or have a limit that's what enables you to offer a joyful yes at another time mm-hmm. so we need to be confident uh, in, in expressing our no muscle so that we can other times say yes because if you if you don't know how to say no then you're going to be really hesitant about saying yes because it's going to it's going to swallow you up so once again it's a give and take with our our boundaries both with work and in our relationship our marriage relationship there's times when we have to ask the other one to set a boundary with their work or we need to set a boundary with our work in order to love our spouse well. And then there's times when we have to set a boundary with our spouse in order to do what is required of us for our work. And in the case of our marriage, and as it relates to sort of the behind the scenes with writing Journey of the Soul, um, I am so grateful that you have uh, stepped up to the plate, not only the way we talked about in the earlier podcast about your story as an author, the second week of January, but also in advocating for our relationship. Because uh, in my best self, I'm uh, actually somewhat like you in uh, being relational and warm and empathetic and uh, present in the moment. And so you bring that out of me. And so over the years, I've sort of figured that out. God was showing me that, that I need, I really need that. And so I'm tried to encourage you to, to speak that up, to set that boundary, to, to, to disagree with me, to interrupt me. To, uh, and as you've, as you've done that, that helps call me into uh, the world of uh, here and now, uh, enjoying the moment with you, sharing my feelings, sharing in a, in an adventure, uh, and being relationally connected. And so that's part of that balancing work and marriage is that uh, we, we need to, we need both sides of that. And uh, we need to work together on that. Yeah, you, you help me work harder and better and value and do work more because you're such a worker. And, you know, because you're working such long and hard hours with such earnest, sometimes I'll get the vision for what I could be working on. And, you know, I'll, I'll work longer just because you're working or, you know, I'll put more into something because I've caught your vision for it. Or so you, you, or you'll call me into working with you on something. And so the work that I do is so much better because of you and your influence on my life. And when you hear work, a lot of that is, you know, very fruitful ministry too. So I'm very grateful for that too, but I am also very grateful that you, you have let me call you more into your relational self and presence and balancing your tendency because you have an incredibly high capacity for work, way higher than mine. You've increased my capacity for work (laughs) hugely, but it's still, I don't think it'll ever be where yours is. And so, but your capacity is almost scary (laughs) if you're, because it's not healthy if you just go with that. And so we do balance each other out with that. And yet, to our listeners, that might just sound like, oh, well, they're just so lucky in their marriage. They balance each other out. But what you might be missing is there's a lot of friction and conflict sometimes in that yeah. tension, too, that we have to work through as well. Well, and then there's the fun surprises, though, too, right? Because sometimes I call you into fun or into relationality and feelings. I mean, I, I ask you every day, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully mul- multiple times a day. And there are times that you call me into work, yeah. <laughs> and responsibility and earnestness. Yeah. So yeah. you know it, it goes both ways. Yeah, and that's that's we've talked about a lot on our podcast, the theory of collusion in family systems theory, that we'll tend to 
play opposite sides of things out. And that is always kind of a surprise and funny when I find myself calling you into work and putting you to work and you're, you're leaving your work and going into a, a relaxation relational mode and all like engage with you because I've been stressed waiting for your, you to have some space and time and your space and time came that you're done working. But the problem is I got all this work I've got to do that I've been waiting on you to help me with. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So reversing the collusion or, or yeah. undoing the collusion uh, so that we're not just stuck in that. Okay. Bill, Bill leads Bill and Christy in work. Christy leads Bill and Christy into feelings and, and play. You know, we want to, we don't want to be stuck in that pattern. Mm -hmm. We, we want to be in a, a interactive relationship here where we're each responsible for ourself and calling the other into goodness. And one, so. of the, one of the things that really helps us with this is having communication about, about it. And that's one of the things that this tool in the blog really helped us with and why we're sharing that with people is because it was a way that it helped us to kind of check out our own, identify our own expectations and then check out the other person's expectations. And that was really a helpful exercise for me when we did this. This was like 28 years ago that we... When we learned this, when, yeah. When we, well, we, we actually created this tool based on a MOPS talk that I heard, um, but... But actually, it really was helpful to us because I realized that I had some misperceptions of what you wanted from me in our marriage. And clarifying that was huge for me. And it was a great relief to me because I was working so hard to try to please you in areas that you didn't even care about. And I didn't even know that. Yeah. Checking out our assumptions is a huge thing in all of our relationships, not just marriage, but family, work, church, you know, to communicate and uh, invite each other to, to talk about, well, you know, what's your feeling about this? What's, what's your hope or your, what's your goals here? And check all that out. Or, you know, when you're having a particular emotion, you know, talk about it using the I statements, not the you statements. But th this is how that felt for me. And this is what, what my experience was. This is what I needed. Uh, because if we, if we don't talk it out, then we, we make those projections and we start creating our own reality that's not even true. Yeah. And so communication uh, with uh, empathy is so, so valuable. And our book, Journey of the Soul, will help with this too, because as you learn this Christ stage model, and as you use the books, the questions that we've put in the book for reflection, or for conversation, for soul talk, or our soul talk cards that we've created, this will really help you to do that too, and really help you both in work and marriage as you come to understand these stages and understand the stages of the person you're married to because we're usually in different stages yeah and so what we like to do christy is you know uh, you or i are reading a book sometimes we read a book together other times we're reading different books but then we talk about it and mm -hmm. not only like insights or things we're learning but also you know how we feel or how it relates to our life and that's why we started soul talks and so that's what we're going to be doing starting next week actually we're going to just start rolling out with the content of Journey of the Soul because by then you'll have it in your hands if you've pre-ordered it. And we're going to just talk about each of the Christ stages. Um, more than one, one week sometimes we're going to spend on that stage and we're going to talk about the different feelings and needs and the, the challenges and how you work that through and model this process of, of communication and self-awareness and empathy for one another and prayerfulness because that, that's the best life, you know, when we, we do it together in God's presence. And so, yeah, this, is, this has been good. And I just before we sign off here, I just need to, to say when we are sort of in the beginning of this conversation and you were um, describing the challenges of balancing work and marriage with me, I was like, okay, Bill, 
now stay centered here. <laughs> These are Chrissy's feelings. You don't need to like defend yourself. You don't need to, you know, correct some of these things that you think might not quite be factual. <laughs> She's communicating her emotions. Yeah, generally this is true. And there are a lot of times you're like that. And just because she's not talking about the other side now, <laughs> don't worry if people think you're just like a total workaholic that just neglects your wife all the time. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Give her empathy. You know, listen, stay in God's grace. And so how did I do with that? Oh, you did A plus, <laughs> honey. You hit you hit a hundred hundred percent to achieve that. Thank you for that. I was kind and of sweating bullets over here. I, like, okay. Yeah. It's like, I can do this. It's okay. You did. Thank <laughs> Thousands you. Thousands of people and listening. It's okay. I'm not worried what they think about me. <laughs> well, thank you for your maturity and how hard you have worked to humble yourself and to be empathetic and to listen to my my feelings, my perceptions, and um, also for not receiving all that as criticism. But but those are, you know, that's my perceptions yeah. and my communications of my emotions and yeah. perceptions. and. Thank you also for your empathy for me and not being defensive. And also, though, thank you for, you know, if, if we were just in a normal conversation working through conflict, if I had just shared that I was feeling all that way, and you would have listened to me with empathy, but you also would have invited me into your experience and where some of your experience and perceptions might be corrective of some of my emotions and, and perceptions that I was communicating. Well, and hopefully I would do that by saying, well, this is what, that situation was like for me and these mm -hmm. were my emotions yeah rather than correcting your perception right. or, or right. debating the facts right. or right. you know getting angry you know right. back at you no uh, you would say uh, okay now i'm seeing it through your eyes and your experience now you you would invite me to see it through your experience in your eyes and it, and it, that always is very very helpful and that's that's what we are are hopeful and praying these christ stages will do is help people see their their experience another person's experience through their eyes and invite you and help you articulate inviting other people to see your emotional spiritual experience through your eyes so friends thanks for for tuning into soul talks hope this conversation has been helpful for you and putting words to your feelings and your faith in jesus so that you can grow in your intimacy with god and with one another especially uh, for those of you who are married, um, gosh, you know, in our marriages, communication is so important. And uh, in all of our relationships, if you're single, uh, I hope that we've been talking to you as well in uh, your family relationships and friendships, people that you work with, uh, learning to find the words to express what we feel, what we need, and help other people do that and to reflect back what we're hearing, to empathize with them uh, is so helpful as we're following Jesus and as we're doing our work in God's kingdom. So thanks for being on the journey with us. Thanks for getting a copy of Journey of the Soul and sharing it with your friends so that we can uh, follow Jesus together with uh, more, more emotional intelligence and more of a, a vibrant faith and more having the lights on so we know, okay, this is the stage I'm in. Here's the good things about that and here's what I'm learning and here's, where the, here's the lay of the land, what, what, you know, where I've been and what's ahead and here's the hard parts and how I get through that and here's how the, the different soul care practices that help at the different stages. It makes a big difference. It's made a big difference for us and so hoping that this is really blessing you. Jesus, thank you that you are the one who's perfect love and that you love us. You love us in our work. You love us in our 
our love, our marriage relationships. And I ask that you would continue to grow us in our ability to receive from you your love deep into our souls, to live in your love, and to then to overflow it in our work, in our marriage, in our love relationships. Thank you that your love for us never runs out, that you're constantly filling us with all we need for life and godliness. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanks and praise. Amen. Great news, friends. Our new book, Journey of the Soul, is now available for pre-order. This book is for anyone who feels stuck in their faith or wants to identify the next steps they need to take to grow emotionally and spiritually. No matter where you are or how long you've been following Jesus, this book is for you. You can learn more and pre-order it today by visiting journeyofthesoul.org. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. 